The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That's right, Bear Down Bears fans. It's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, Bears Banker, powered by Windy City Gridiron and SB Nation. Bill Zimmerman with you, and... Haven't done a podcast in a while, and and honestly, it's because the Bears are in such limbo, but I felt with the Carson Wentz news, let's jump on a microphone and let's talk quarterbacks. No guests today, you want to call it an emergency podcast, whatever it might be, but to me, this entire offseason revolves around what the Bears are going to do at the quarterback position. It doesn't really matter to me what they do anywhere else. Will it eventually? Sure, it will eventually. But, you know, is Jimmy Graham back? Is Jimmy Graham cut? Is Buster Screen back? Is Buster Screen cut? Will they, you know, extend Akeem Hicks and backload a contract? Same with Kyle Fuller. I can't get into any of that right now because it feels so irrelevant without knowing who's going to be under center. And... To me, that's what George McCaskey brought these two back for, was one more season and fix the quarterback situation this season. 2021, fix the quarterback situation, find a quarterback, keep your jobs. So Pace and Nagy, and I know I've mentioned this before on this podcast, their goal is to save their jobs. Sure, their goal is to make the Bears better, But their goal is to save their jobs. So the focus of this offseason is fixing the quarterback situation. Now, we talked about Deshaun Watson on this podcast previously. It's a pipe dream. The Bears don't have the ammo to go get Deshaun Watson. They don't. And I keep hearing this. Three first-round picks and Roquan Smith, and there you go. Keep in mind what the value of these first-round picks are are. They're not very good, okay? The Bears have the 20th pick this year, and after that, the Houston Texans will assume that the Chicago Bears will be drafting in the 20s. You acquire a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, the Texans are going to assume that that's going to make the Chicago Bears a playoff team for the next, you know, couple years. So, 
those draft picks that the Bears are offering up, as far as the Texans are concerned, if it would be three first-round picks, would be the 20th pick and, you know, more picks in the 20s. So when you look at what the value of those draft picks are, they just aren't as good as something like Miami or Carolina have to offer. I don't know if all of you know this. Some of you might. And if you do, you know, great. But there, there's a point system. Jimmy Johnson started originally. There's been a couple new ones that have tweaked out in terms of the value of draft picks. And it helps coaches and GMs know how to maneuver in the draft. And if they're getting proper value, there's, there's, there's you know, a number assigned to these draft pick positions. The Bears' value of those three first-round picks, because future first-round picks, future picks, doesn't matter if it's first-round, future picks are devalued. They basically go down around. So if the Bears have offer three first-round picks, the value of those on the little system, on the point system, is what the value is for this year, and then a second-round pick in the back half of the second round in, in, in future years. So the Bears are looking at something like 1,600, 1,700 points if you use the Jimmy Johnson system. What does that mean? That's the equivalent of like the fourth or fifth pick in the draft. So for the Bears, and this, this actually comes into play when we're going to talk about rookie quarterbacks, the Bears' three first-round picks in 2021, 2022, and 2023, in theory have less value than what the Miami Dolphins have at number three right now, which the Jimmy Johnson one is worth 2,200 points. All three of those draft picks combined, according to the NFL, according to these franchises, is worth less than the Miami Dolphins draft pick, okay? They would be worth less or maybe approximately the same as what the Carolina draft pick would be. So Carolina at eight would be slightly less, but pretty close to the equivalent of what these three draft picks are worth. So Carolina, Miami, when you hear those teams talking about trading for Deshaun Watson, those draft picks that they have are significantly more valuable than what the Bears have to offer. So for the Bears to leapfrog them in terms of a sexy offer to the Houston Texans, they've got to add more players. They've got to add Roquan Smith, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Johnson, whoever it might be. You know, people will throw Khalil Mack or Eddie Jackson. Here's the problem. As crazy as this sounds, Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson, their performance does not equate to the value of their contract. Khalil Mack is a, a, a wrecking ball and he's great but he is not quite living up to what that contract is, how expensive that contract is. Eddie Jackson, while he wasn't paid a lot last year, Eddie Jackson's contract extension is kicking in this year. Eddie Jackson did not have a great season last year. So teams are not going to be interested, especially a team like the Houston Texans that are fully rebuilding, are not going to be interested in a 30-year-old, I think roughly 30-year-old Khalil Mack with a massive contract that's been underproducing. They probably are not gonna be interested in Eddie Jackson, who's gonna get a huge payday starting next year, but not a lot of, not his performance wasn't great last year, it wasn't terrible,
but it, it didn't live up to the dollars. So the, the Texans are going to be more interested in Jalen Johnson, Cole Komet, guys like that. And Carolina, again, has a guy like Brian Burns, a, an edge position guy who's only been two years in the league. So he's got two years of control plus, plus a third year control with the fifth year option. Those guys are going to be more interesting to the Houston Texans who are rebuilding. They're not looking for 30-year-old Khalil Mack. They're looking for 23-year-old Brian Burns. There's a big difference here. So again, I say this about Watson. The Bears do not have enough ammunition to get him. So let's put Watson aside. This is why this quarterback situation is such a mess. And this is why 90% of the time when a general manager gets hired and misses on the quarterback position, he gets fired because it leaves the organization in this situation and usually you have to rebuild. That's the problem the Bears are in is they're trying to avoid the rebuild and get another quarterback on the fly. And this isn't 1987 where you can just pick up Chris Chandler and win 10 games. You, you need better quality quarterback play. So let's move on here. I think the next best quarterback out there that's been rumored to be available is Derek Carr. Derek Carr, I think, is only available if the Raiders can upgrade their quarterback position. Now, I know that John Gruden's favorite quarterback is his next quarterback. But in this situation, if they get Watson, they'll trade Carr and use those draft picks they get for Carr to sweeten the pot for Deshaun Watson 100%. Then they'll move Mariota as well, because why have either of them if you have Deshaun Watson? But if they don't go for Deshaun Watson, or he's not available, or he goes to another team, whatever it might be, why trade Derek Carr? Why put yourself, the Raiders don't have great draft position either. It's not going to be easy for them to catapult up to the number two, number three pick, get Fields or, or Wilson. So why would the Raiders create a hole at the quarterback situation? Unless they think Mariota is as good or almost as good as Derek Carr, and they can get a couple first round picks for Derek Carr and start Mariota and help the team elsewhere. Unless that's what they think, and I don't think they think that way. Derek Carr is not going to be available. Now, if Derek Carr is available... I think you got to give up two first-round picks to get Derek Carr. Maybe I'm crazy here, but you definitely have to give up one first-round pick for Derek Carr, and I think it's one first-round plus. And if enough teams get involved, if enough teams start making the Raiders offers for Derek Carr, that price might swell to two first-round picks. Do you want to spend that much on Derek Carr? That's a tough question that a lot, a lot of Bears fans are going to say no. Some Bears fans are going to say no price too small or too big for you know figuring out the quarterback position Carr is not that old you've got at least five years maybe six seven eight years of a pretty good Derek Carr he's a good quarterback his record stinks because the defense is always awful in Vegas slash Oakland always awful so that's that's where Derek Carr struggles with his record but he is a good quarterback he has flaws but he is a good quarterback but again Derek Carr I don't think is going to be available so we move on. The next best available quarterback might be Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz gets traded to the Colts. All, all the rumors and whatever with the Bears involved doesn't come to fruition. Now, we've seen some stuff that the Bears were never involved. That's not true. The Bears absolutely talked to the Eagles. I, I, I feel 100% confident in saying that. Jay Glazer said the Bears never made an offer. That may be possible. That doesn't mean an offer wasn't discussed. There is a big difference between making an offer and discussing an offer. The Bears... You know, absolutely, is it is it feasible that Ryan Pace calls up Howie Roseman, says, what are you guys looking for for Carson Wentz? And Roseman says, two first-round picks. 
And Pace goes, I don't think we're going any higher than two second round picks. And Roseman says, not really interested in, in that offer. And that, that's the end. There's not an offer. It's just a discussion. You know, there's a difference between Ryan Pace saying, all right, accept or decline this offer. We are offering you two second round picks for Carson Wentz. Let us know in the next X amount of time. That's an offer. That didn't happen. That's a big difference between the two. So Carson Wentz, here's what I will say. The Bears showed some discipline here with Carson Wentz. They didn't think Carson Wentz was with a first-round pick. Was that Ryan Pace's decision? Was that George McCaskey's decision? I'm not sure, but if you look at it, the Colts basically gave the Eagles one first-round pick. I know it's conditional on the, the second year there, but it's an easy condition. 75% of the snaps has nothing to do with performance. Just 75% of the snaps are 70% if they make the playoffs. Basically, what that is, is if Carson Wentz is the 2020 version of Carson Wentz, the Colts will bench him and make sure he doesn't get to that level for, to hit that condition. If Carson Wentz gets hurt and he is injury prone, then obviously you have that, that amount too where he could stay below the threshold. But if Carson Wentz is pretty good, and obviously the Colts think he's going to be pretty good, he's going to be their starting quarterback, that's why they traded for him, then they gave the Eagles a 2022 first round pick. So a third this year and a first next year is what the Colts are expecting to give Philadelphia. They just hedged their bet a little bit and Roseman couldn't get a true first round pick offer. So he went this direction and went with the conditional idea. So the Bears just never came to the Colts or never came to the Eagles and said, let's do this offer right here. Now, here's where things get dangerous on Twitter. So much misinformation, so much misinformation. You know, and I sent out some tweets and I'm not sitting here pretending that I'm Adam Schefter, but you know, I do get a chance to talk to some people that know some things from time to time. And you know, what did I tweet? I said, there was no framework for a deal. That, that was never in the mix. That hadn't happened. Tariq Cohen was never offered. There, there, there was no talk of Tariq Cohen. So when this went wild, that the Bears had offered Nick Foles, Tariq Cohen, and a first-round pick or a second-round pick, whatever it might have been, that never happened. They never offered a first-round pick, and clearly now that that's more clear than ever. Now, I did say I thought he'd get dealt Monday or Tuesday after the Super Bowl. That did not happen, clearly. I was wrong there, see? And that's where, as someone on Twitter, you have to, if you're going to put information out like that, you have to be able to say, I was wrong. There was a lot of momentum, a ton of momentum, those couple days prior to the Super Bowl, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, whatever it was. So there was a lot of momentum. And that's why a lot of people thought this was, you know, building to a trade on Monday or Tuesday. But it never, it never got to that because Roseman didn't budge off his price. And the Colts and the, and the Bears were like, we're not paying that price. So Roseman sat there for a while, tried to drum up interest with other teams. You heard a little bit about the Texans. You heard a little bit, I think, maybe about the Niners. A couple other teams poked around. No one was interested in paying the price that he wanted for Carson Wentz. So he squeezed out a conditional first-round pick with the Indianapolis Colts, and he took it. So now Carson Wentz, not on the board. So where does that leave the Bears? Where does that leave them for good options? Again, and this is what I keep stressing, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy need to find the quarterback that's going to save their jobs. There's not a lot of quarterbacks out there after you get to this group. I, I, I don't love Carson Wentz. I didn't think give, if they would have given up two first-round picks for Carson Wentz, oh, my God. 
I'm glad they showed that discipline. And sure, there's a chance Carson Wentz could recover and, you know, put the Bears where they where they needed to be. That was always an option, but I didn't love the idea of Carson Wentz. But this is the problem the Bears have in the quarterback situation. Like, let's look around. Is Ryan, again, think about this. The Bears need to solve the quarterback position. That's how they're going to get an extension, Pace and Nagy. Again, I don't look at this as what's best for the Bears. What's best for the Bears is to draft a quarterback. That's what's best for the Bears and try and rebuild this offense from the ground up. That's not, I think, what's probably going to happen. Now, it might happen more and more because the veterans aren't lining up like the Bears had hoped. But again, the Bears need to solve the quarterback position. They need to be able to go to George McCaskey a year from now. Hey, look, 10 and 6, we've got a quarterback. We know we can trust this quarterback for years moving forward. Give us our contract extensions. That's what those two are looking for. So for, you know, Joe Sixpack or myself or whoever else to sit there and say, this is what the Bears need to do. What they should do is irrelevant. It's what Pace and Nagy need. They're the ones in charge. So look at it from their perspective. Bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I love Fitzpatrick. Fun guy, great backup quarterback. Bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's say he has a pretty good season and the Bears go 9-7. and seven. I understand there could be a 17th game. I'm going to use 16 games to make the, the record sound normal. 9-7. and seven. Can you go to George McCaskey and say, we fixed the quarterback situation? Here's 38-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. No, you cannot. So what veterans are available? Jimmy Garoppolo. Low ceiling guy. I don't even know if the Niners are going to get rid of him. Is that a guy who's going to save the quarter, you know, fix the quarterback position? I certainly don't think so. Gardner Minshew, he's young, he's cheap. But Gardner Minshew, I just, he, he's, he's a bridge quarterback and the Bears, it's a bridge to nothing. There's nothing there with, there's nothing there with Gardner Minshew to me that says this guy's going to be a starting quarterback in the league for the next 10 years. To me, he looks like a pretty good backup. And, you know, honestly, his shtick is, is pretty annoying to me. I know a lot of people love it, but I'm just going to roll my eyes if Gardner Minshew is a Chicago Bears quarterback next year. You, you look at these options, these veterans. Sam Darnold, you want to give up, you know, Adam Schefter said a couple weeks ago that he thought Sam Darnold might be able to get a first-round pick. You want to give up the 20th pick of the draft for Sam Darnold? I don't. You want to give up your second-round pick for Sam Darnold? I don't. I don't trust Sam Darnold. I understand he had a bad situation but Deshaun Watson had an awful situation this year and still put up epic numbers Sam Darnold I just a low-end quarterback maybe he's the next Ryan Fitzpatrick getting two-year deals and bouncing from team to team as a low-end starter I, I don't want to put my franchise's hands in Sam Darnold's hands there's just not that there Marcus Mariota is going to be available look he's young he could recover he could Ryan Tannehill someone as Ryan Tannehill Tannehilled him. But, you know, Marcus Mariota, if you're Pace and Nagy, are you going to put all your apples in the Marcus Mariota basket to try and save your jobs? That's a risk. But there's just not a lot of veterans at this point that are going to be available that you, if you're Pace or Nagy, can say, let's put this guy into our offense and let's turn this offense around and feel really that good about it. I hear a lot of people saying Jameis Winston. I don't think the Saints have any interest in getting rid of Jameis Winston. I don't think Jameis Winston has any interest in leaving Sean Payton. And I'll be honest, Jameis Winston and his, you know, issues he's had in the past will go with that way. I don't think Virginia McCaskey would allow him to be the face of the franchise.
I don't think that would, would happen. I just, I don't see it. If Ben Roethlisberger is available, do the Bears do something wild like that? Again, the Virginia McCaskey card plays into it, but at least Ben has years of experience, but Ben certainly headed in the wrong direction in terms of his ability and at his age. Like, where is the veteran quarterback that the Bears can bring in? Tyrod Taylor, that going to do it? Jacoby Brissett, that going to do it? There's, there's not a lot here. So if I'm the Bears at this point, if I'm the Bears at this point, I'm waiting to the draft. And that is a huge, huge risk. But if you end up signing someone or trading for someone, that most likely limits what you can do in the draft. If you give up draft capital to bring in a quarterback, you're not going to probably use more draft capital on another quarterback. That's that that's a tricky situation to be in. So if you wait till the draft, you are in a really risky situation. But the Chicago Bears could have something develop on draft night that could help them. Now, again, let's talk about Watson here for a second before we dive into the draft. If Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, that opens the door for Tua potentially to become available. If Deshaun Watson goes to Carolina, and Carolina is definitely shopping for a quarterback, that opens up the door for Teddy Bridgewater to be available. I know a lot of people don't love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't love Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater is a capable QB. He's better than Nick Foles. I'm not saying he's light years better than Nick Foles, but he is an upgrade on the position. I'm not saying that's going to be a top option for the Bears, but they were interested in him last year. They could be interested in him again. But the guy to be, and I understand that this quarterback is not mobile, and I understand that this quarterback is about 35, 36 years old at this point. He's getting up there in years. But the guy to me that could become available on draft night that I would hope for if I was the Chicago Bears is Matt Ryan. Now, the Atlanta Falcons have been adamant that they are not moving Matt Ryan. Adamant about it, and that's fine. Matt Ryan has been with that franchise for 15-some years. He's the franchise quarterback. You know, good good old Arthur Blank, Arthur Smith for for saying the, the right things about Matt Ryan. But... If the Atlanta Falcons, with the fourth pick in the draft, decide to go for a quarterback, and that quarterback is not named Trey Lance, if they draft Fields or Wilson, the right thing to do, despite the massive amount of dead cap, the right thing to do if you're the Falcons is to trade Matt Ryan and let him go quarterback and start for another team. Because if you draft Fields or Wilson, you're not starting them on the bench. And even if you are... You're not starting him on the bench for, you know, for more than a few games. You know, a Daniel Jones, Eli Manning, creating that kind of mess. And then you're going to have Matt Ryan get replaced in week six and sitting on the bench. That's what you want to do to a guy who's still capable of starting. Eli wasn't really capable of starting anymore. Matt Ryan's still capable of starting. The Falcons going to do that to their franchise quarterback? No, I think they handle Arthur Blank's a classy guy. I think they handle that situation much better and give Matt Ryan an opportunity with another franchise. Now, If they draft Trey Lance, I don't think that's the case because Trey Lance at that point probably sits for a year and you give Matt Ryan another year with the team, then you look to move him to another franchise after this season. But if they draft Wilson or Fields, Matt Ryan would, I think, would be available and he absolutely is the best opportunity here. You put Matt Ryan on the Bears offense, 
that offense is better. The Bears' pass block win rate wasn't as bad as people thought last year, even with the injuries. I understand Ryan's a statue. Foles was a statue. But you can win with Matt Ryan. Smart quarterback. The other thing I think you can do with Matt Ryan is if he's locked down for three, four, five years with this Bears organization, Allen Robinson, who I think is going to play this year on the tag, will suddenly sit there and go, I've got Matt Ryan, the best quarterback I've ever had by far available to me. I think Allen Robinson becomes open to signing an extension with the Bears. He's, again, I understand Allen Robinson is pissed at this organization. He has every right to be pissed at this organization, but... Allen Robinson still has said he likes Chicago and would love to remain a Bear. So Allen Robinson in Chicago with a quarterback locked down for a few years, I think Allen Robinson is going to be interested in staying in Chicago, despite how bad things are right now, despite how bad they are. Now, the last thing to discuss here in the quarterback situation is the rookies. Now, Trevor Lawrence, they're not getting him. Put him aside. The first round rookies, because again, you look at Kyle Trask, you look at Mond, you look at Jamie Newman, those type of quarterbacks, those quarterbacks aren't going to be guys that the Bears are going to start week one. Again, not going to be the type of quarterback that they can go to George McCaskey, Pace and Nagy, and say, we fixed the quarterback position, give us our extension. So if we're eliminating those second, third, fourth round guys, and we're eliminating Trevor Lawrence, that leaves us with four quarterbacks. It leaves us with Lance, Matt Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Now, let's look at these guys. Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance. I like the potential of Trey Lance. But Trey Lance doesn't play this year, I don't think. And therefore, does not fix the situation that Pace and Nagy are in. I don't think they draft a project like that. Fields and Wilson, those are guys who could start right away. Mac Jones, probably a guy who could start right away. So those are the three quarterbacks I would look at if I was wondering if the Chicago Bears would draft a quarterback if things haven't worked out for them to get a legit veteran that can, that can help this team win games. Now, Wilson Fields. Now, I talked about this. The value of the Bears' 20th pick plus additional first-round picks does not even get them to Miami. Now, again... If they're going to trade with someone like Miami, if Miami says we're going to stick with Tua, we're not taking a quarterback. If the Jets decide we're sticking with Darnold, we're not taking a quarterback. And that's the kind of area that the Bears start looking into. The Chicago Bears, to jump into the top five, would have to give up their first round pick this year. Obviously, we understand they would do that. Their first round pick in 2022 their first round pick in 2023 and still probably have to sweeten the pot with a second, third round pick, maybe a couple combinations of mid-round picks or whatever. It would be an obscene trade. Now, if they love Zach Wilson and they think Zach Wilson's the guy and Zach Wilson's available at number three and they want to make a massive trade to Chicago, Chicago to Miami to get Zach Wilson, all right, we'll go all in and do it. But I want fans to realize that this is not trading 20 for a second-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year and think that you're moving up to number three to get Wilson. That's not going to happen. So the Bears need quarterbacks to fall into that 8, 9, 10 range. Now, there's a lot of QB-hungry teams up there. I don't know if that's going to happen. 
but they need, and I've seen some analysts, some draft analysts, some experts starting to look at Justin Fields and bump him down. Fields was that clear-cut number two. Wilson has a great year. Then a lot of people start putting Wilson ahead of him. Now I'm starting to see some people saying, I think maybe Trey Lance is QB3 and Fields is QB4. So if a guy like Fields is QB4 and he's sitting there at 10, going from 20 to 10 is a far more reasonable offer for the Bears. All right, to get up from 20 to 10, you're going to have to part with your first round pick next year. And then you're probably going to have to sweeten it with like a third, fourth round pick. You do something like that. If Dallas sticks with Dak Prescott and they want to trade down at 10, that's something you could do right there and go get Justin Fields if he's available. So that's the type of trade that I think the Bears should be targeting. And then of course there's Mac Jones. I would not trade up for Mac Jones. I don't think trading up for Mac Jones is a good idea. I think Mac Jones as a first round prospect for quarterback has a pretty low ceiling, but a pretty high floor. I think Mac Jones is going to be pretty good. I think Mac Jones is going to be Jay Cutler without the attitude, something something to that effect. Pretty good quarterback. So is that the guy you want to commit to? Look, if Mac Jones, if you go draft Mac Jones and he has a pretty good rookie year, that might get Pace and Nagy the contract extensions they're looking for. But Mac Jones is not a guy I think that's going to excite a fan base that's going to become an elite quarterback. The, the Alabama is loaded roster. I'm not saying things you don't know, but that I mean that that roster Smith and Waddle, that, that roster is loaded. It's a lot easier to look as good as as Mac Jones looked when he has that kind of roster in front of him. So Mac Jones to me if it doesn't work out and let's say New England takes him at 15, so be it. If I'm the Bears though, I am not sitting there and really trying to trade my second round pick this year, my third round, yes, third round pick probably won't get him up too much higher, but my second round pick this year to move up from 20 to say 15, 14 to go get Mac Jones. I just don't think that's that's a wise investment. The Bears have too many holes elsewhere. I mean, you you go trade for Mac Jones and trade your second round pick, you're not getting a tackle. You're you're sticking with Massey and uh, and Leno at that point. So look. Here's, here's the bottom line. I'm not sitting here trying to make all the Bears fans depressed, but the bottom line is the quarterback situation is not good. The Bears are going to have to luck into somebody to get this to work because Wentz is off the table, Carr doesn't look like he was ever on the table at this point, and Watson is a pipe dream. You know, do they get lucked into someone like Matt Ryan becoming available? That's the type of situation they're in here because other than that, I don't see a lot of sexy picks. I see the Bears, if it doesn't work out, ending up with another Matt quarterback, a guy that might be better than Trubisky. He could even be worse than Trubisky. And then you're going to have a situation where the Bears look. And maybe in the long run, this is what Bears fans want. Maybe you're in a situation where the Bears end up going 4-12 and 12 because they have a hard schedule. You know, the roster's aging. They don't have a quarterback. Next thing you know, they fall apart. You go 4-12. and 12, Five and 11, everyone's getting fired this year. And you've got a new GM and a new head coach next year with pretty much all their draft picks and a first round pick that's going to be top 10, maybe even top five, depending on how bad they get. And they could be in a position to draft a quarterback next season. So right now, that's the situation the Bears are in. It's not a good situation. 
They're going to have some problems here. I, I don't know what the solution is. Now, again, things could still break for Chicago. I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom. Derek Carr could suddenly become available, and the Bears have a good quarterback. Matt Ryan could suddenly be available, and the Bears have a pretty good quarterback. There's things that could happen. They Maybe they go bold, and they go get Fields, and Fields becomes a franchise quarterback. There's things that could happen. But the Bears are sitting firmly behind the eight ball. Firmly behind the eight ball. So what the solution is, I am not sure. But it is certainly not a good one. That's going to do it for Bears banter. Next time we talk, maybe we'll have a new quarterback. Maybe we won't. We'll see how the Bears play this. We'll definitely get some more uh, podcasts coming up here once we kind of get into free agency, once we start nearing the draft. You know we'll cover that stuff well for you. It's been slow going so far. Not a lot of news, not a lot to react to uh, for a, a Bears podcast. So we've been quiet. But we will start shouting at you more and more here as the offseason progresses. This is Bears Banter. Bill Zimmerman here. Bear down, everybody. Talk to you soon.